I am Rachel Kennedy and I'm one of the podcast producers for the Community Campfires 2022 from the Scottish Book Trust. 2022 is Scotland's year of stories. We've been setting up camp in North Ayrshire, Inverclyde, Fife and the Western Isles. In these places we've been asking communities if they have a story to tell. We spend a few days interviewing people and then on the final day the community meets to hear not just the recordings but live readings, films, photography and sounds from our digital storyteller, poetry and audience discussion. We also have Luke Winter's beautiful story wagon as a warm meeting point for local tales. In this final podcast, we partnered with Western Isles Libraries. I had the privilege of going along with library driver Do Ewan Morrison and meeting some of the US community as they visited the library van. I can't quite put into words how magical the week was. The kindness shown to us was incredible and it was so lovely to meet so many people willing to share their stories. It really was a week I will never forget. So let's begin with the first person we did meet. This is Flora talking about her family and the lockdown project they undertook rebuilding Indrochich Kluchach, which in English translates as the famous bridge. The first part of our conversation is in Gaelic, but she retells part of the story in English. Well, how can you do so? And the nineteen eighty three Agusva, no, 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 Nineteen <laughs> Kunnen 
There was a crowd of them, the ones on the mainland came home, and they were all down there. There was quads and tractors, and you never saw the place so busy, <laughs> taking <laughs> telephone poles and whatnot to build the bridge. So they managed to build them, and that. I can't sing, but I know the song, but if you hear the tune, you'll know it's that bridge it was made for. That's the new bridge, the wood, the stone one, because when it was built first, it fell. And there was a bad, big disaster in, and then, and they had to rebuild it. So the old woman put this in the song and everything. It's a very nice song. Thank you, Flora, for sharing your story. Thank you as well to Anna Murray, who you heard playing in Drochit Kluchoch on the bagpipes. The next story I have for you is from Kenny McLean. You'll hear a little background noise in this one as we were kindly invited into Kenny and Annie's home for a cup of tea and some shortbread. I could have happily stayed all day listening to Kenny's stories about his escapades at sea as a young sailor. The Canadians were as keen on the whisky as the Yanks, they were all stealing it. So anyway... Oh, this is true. You know, some people uh, say, I'm, I'm not telling Piyakin. When we were in Vancouver, on Saturday morning, we had the boys to give us Saturday off. And uh, I jumped on a bus and uh, just to see a bit of the local uh, territory. It was winter, uh, frosty, no snow, but frosty. And I went to New Westminster. You know, that was the first town. And uh, as the bus was uh, approaching the town, I saw ships, masts, you know, and I uh, asked the driver, could I get off? And uh, I ambled along to the pier. You know, the ships were. Guess who I met? I've been baking a guy from Lindicklin, five miles down the road. You know, his parents' home. And his jaw dropped. What are you doing? Say, Austin was on. Say, Hainter was on. So there you are now, uh, amazing, yeah. w- Willie Shepard, and uh, uh, he, he, th- that was in 1953, and uh, his ship was just sailing, he was, a, he was on a terrible ship, you know, terrible bad conditions, bad food, everything, he was ashore buying toothpaste and soap, you know, they were just about to sail, you know, from New Westminster, and that was in 1953, well I didn't see Willie until about... Four or five years ago, I put a story in the cassette about, uh, you know, the wee paper uh, back in the day. You know, I built the Cape Granville, because a lot of sailors used to do that. So I thought, oh, I'll do my best, and, and I put a story in it. You know, about the boys from Lewis, and uh, the whiskey and all this. And uh, I think I had it meeting Willie. So the result was... Well, his brother and then could saw it, and he, and he, he sent the paper to his brother, uh, Willie, that I had met in Vancouver. He was staying in the... He'd left the sea and joined the police, and you know, different life altogether. So, Willie sent him that paper, so... Willie came up here right away, and we had a good reunion after all these years. You know, from, from 1953 till... What was it, five years ago? 2018... 
thank you again, Kenny, for your stories. Now to a funny story from Alistair McCaskill, as he recounts having lunch with Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth and the late Duke of Edinburgh. and the Duke of Edinburgh and I was fortunate enough to be sat at a table with the Duke and the Queen was at another table and he was very good company, we had good crack during lunch and just when it came to the final bit of serving up coffee uh, he turned around and said my wife does not like me drinking coffee upon which she started to stand up which meant we all had to stand up and he turned around and said told you so Thanks again, Alistair. Kirsty O'Connor is next to tell us about her niece, Nisha, and how proud she is of all she's achieved. Afterwards, you'll hear Nisha tell the story from her perspective. During lockdown, she really... I mean, she's just spent all the time in bed. Um, and online and she just kind of lost it really and also she'd failed her A-levels I think twice I mean she just wasn't and so um, there's this fantastic art course here the National Certificate for and and I, I support and I model there so I mean I also sometimes teach but um, I'm, I was um, modeling there last year was it last? yeah and um and i just said to you know i was telling Anne about my niece and uh i said she needs a reset and she said well this is a you know it's a really good reset so you know i phoned her up and said what do you think about and i was thinking oh my god can i live with her <laughs> this tiny house i've lived on my own for 12 years or something but um and uh she said think about it. she said maybe next year and I said the offer's not on next year <laughs> it's like this year or and uh so yeah so so she came up for we had a little trial period which was mostly a nightmare and we both thought oh my god we can't do this but then somehow we sort of resolved things between us it was just difficult you know she'd been used to being on her own as well really and I'd been used to being on my own she's got a dad face no, no not really there um so, and then she, yeah, she started the course and she also got a job in the bistro here and she's just completely flourished and it's just been really, really great and it works absolutely beautiful. So it's not just been a reset, it's been like, yeah, this is what she wants to do. She wants to go to art school and so she's got to go, she's going to Edinburgh for a, a year to do um, an HND so that so that she can then go on and she's going to apply to a Scottish art school because she's also really keen on Scotland thinks it's the place to be so it's been a real good wonderful turnaround actually and everybody loves her here because she still wears the false eyelashes and <laughs> mini skirts and <laughs> there's a lot of fun so yeah that's been that's that's a good story in my life so I moved here just after kind of the lockdown when COVID was still very much going on, but I think the lockdowns had all ended. Um, and bef- during COVID and before COVID, I'd had quite a difficult time. Like, my mum died in 2015, and lots there was lots of difficult family stuff going on, and 
education hadn't been my priority for that time. And then during COVID, um, my auntie went, what do you think about moving up here and doing the art course? Because that's one of the things that brought her up here. Um, And I kind of took a leap of faith and said yes and then panicked about it for the next three months until it happened. Um, And kind of on a wing and a prayer. Um, And then moved up here in May. So this this was decided... No, I came up in April, sorry. So it was decided in February and I was here in April. So it was a very quick turnaround. Um, and then I was living here with my auntie and she hadn't lived with anyone for a long time. And I'd been living with my dad, but it wasn't... We were more like distant flatmates than kind of like living together, if that makes sense. So it had been quite a long time since either of us had really lived with someone. Um... And so the first month was quite challenging. Um, And then I went home for a month and then I came back for the full year um, to do the art course. And it's just like everything's just kind of completely changed since I moved up, the better. Um, Yeah, the first month of us living together was quite difficult. Um, (laughs) But I think it was because we hadn't lived, neither of us had lived with people for quite a long time. And also... I think we both had quite difficult histories with family and our family and other family as well. Um, and so it took us building up a lot of trust and realising that, like, ultimately, like, we weren't fighting each other when we, during our arguments. We were fighting for our relationship to be better and for everything to work and... Um, yeah, and for her to get what she needed and me to get what I needed. Um, and, yeah, it's kind of completely changed everything moving up here. I think the people are bloody great. Um, I've got a job that I love, working with people that I really love. Um, the art course has been amazing. I mean, I was one of four people on my course, which is ridiculously tiny. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, it's kind of everything I needed it to be and didn't know I needed it to be. Um, and yeah, I'm very thankful to the Hebrides and Uist and Burnaray and all the lovely people on Burnaray. So next I'm off to Edinburgh. So I completed the art course now, I think about a month ago. Um, and I've got a place at Edinburgh College. Not Edinburgh College of Art, because I've got to do an HNC first. Um... So I'm moving there in August, moving out of Brighton, where I'm originally from, and Burnaray all at the same time, which is going to be quite a challenge. Um, but yeah, spending a year in Edinburgh, doing the HNC, and then going off to uni at some point, which will be nice. Um, yeah, I've got a flight booked back in October though, so I won't be gone for too long. It's definitely... Yeah, it's definitely got a piece of my heart, that's for sure. It was so lovely to meet Kirsty and Nisha, and we really appreciate you both sharing your stories, so thank you. Next, you'll hear a story in Gaelic from Morak Thorne, as she recounts the story of how she met her husband. Well, she what an engineer of I was back up in Yerundish 
Thank you, Morak, for that sweet story. Now to a story in Gaelic, and this time it comes from Roddy Shaw as he recounts the action he took when he suddenly became homesick at school. Men det allra sinne spärande det tusen flera gus skulle det på sin här så har sin har sin fänga i hans trikit det var väl så en gigion så där med hekmias. Jag ska sig mig ändå på oss. Jag ser hur mig här så ni sitter här vart och med kanske jag håller trippa där karabat att jag ska den tolfa där kunde gedikarna sin här om man klicken kan man handla någon lagen så. Jag Gud mina hade ett dop till en annan som kunde se om den jag så nu gärna härdiga. Det är nöjt, man når sig i första råkhus, han är inte mitt när man ska mer i. Han har ju också ett tal i det, vad det är det som han fattar var. Och det där som är nog så är det gärna gärna trivien som är styrsen och att det skall kan vara med en annan nöjt och en annan peppel. Så min tal i det. Han är känna att bli en hejt jul och han är inte med en annan. Men vi må gjennomgå sånn tykk på noe fikkert. Han er så mye der som andre bærende, men han er satt for Gud. Takk, Roddy, for din historie. Nå er det en historie fra Nina, som veldig kjærlig invitet oss inn til hennes hjem og skjerte så mye med oss. Her forteller hun historien om hvordan hun møtte hennes husband, Duncan, og noen vise ord av vissom. So I came to a wedding up here. My brother married his cousin. And I sat down and I looked and I thought, oh, he looks all right. Oh, in fact, he looks really all right. So I said, uh, do you want to come in? Have you got time to come in? The guy. And uh, he's enterprising. Uh, I think I recognised that when I met him. Uh, come in. Thank you. And when he was sailing in to Callan, and he was on the prow of his boat, 
And when I saw that, I thought, yes, I'm going to marry that man. When you've got good weather here, it, it's absolutely stunning. And even if it's, you get rain or whatever, out come the rainbows, don't they, Donald? Yeah, good. And then they come right over your house, and you, it's just dripping with money. <laughs> 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 Thank you again, Nina. A short story now from Ida Steedman as she recounts her decision to move to Uist. Never say never. You don't know what's going to happen in life. Say people say, oh, I would never do this. I would never go there. Don't say never. You don't know what's going to happen. Make the most of what life you've got. You can't live it for other people. You have to live it for yourself, for your partner. Yes, for family, but you've also got to do what you want to do. Otherwise, you might regret it if you don't. Because we would probably have regretted it if we hadn't come here. We could have gone, no. And you had people say, what do you want to go there for? But you're leaving the family. I said, they can come and see me. They're old enough now that they could disappear, goodness knows where, and I'm left on me, Todd. So I thought, no, we'll, it's, we want to do this, so we're going, and we're really glad that we did. <laughs> now to our final story, and this comes from Alistair Fortune who happened to be in Uist on holiday. Alistair used to be a librarian, and when he saw the library van, came over to say hello, and we are very glad he did, because he told us this lovely story. Okay, um, here's a little story for you. Um, I started uh, walking the Hebridean Way um, last Friday. Uh, I started off in Vattersea, came up through Barra, and then I think it's Ben Becula. Um, either Ben Beckel or South Uist where the How More hostel is the Gatliff Trust have a hostel there been walking up into northerly really heavy northerly wind absolutely exhausted uh, with a friend of mine and um, we got to the, the Gatliff Trust hostel where we were hoping to spend the night and there was a little sign on the door saying um, we're maybe opening in early June. So we asked around, there's nowhere to stay, no campsite, no um, facilities, no hotel. It was actually blowing such a, such a gale that um, we couldn't really camp. We couldn't put up the tents. It'd be very difficult to do that. So we had a wee look around and we saw there was a, a church, a very handsome looking church obviously recently renovated so we went in to get a little bit of shelter from the wind and we sat there and stayed there for a while and um, nobody came to lock up so we said well maybe we can uh, just stay here the night so we used the, the toilet as a kitchen to cook we just thought it was slightly inappropriate to, to actually cook inside the church that seemed a little bit irreverent so 
we did our little bit of cooking in the toilet, which had, you know, running water, everything we needed. And then we um, bedded down for the night. We left our boots outside and a little note on the door telling not anybody who came, not that the we were inside, so don't get a fright when they come inside the church. Early the next morning, we um, packed up our stuff, left a little note in the visitor's book saying... Um, Thank you very much. You've given us shelter from the storm. Thank you, Alistair, for that lovely story. And thank you to everyone that shared their stories with us. It really was an incredibly special couple of days in Eust. I'm going to leave you with a very fitting song from Trail West. I'm very grateful to the band for allowing me to use this song in the podcast. This is Ellen Uist Maroon, which is a song that highlights the beauty of Eust and the composer's desire to be back there. An elain yw ysh morwn, elain cwr un am fewn, elain yw ysh morwn, fe mwgwrwch fi awn, an elain yw ysh morwn. Sbe mo holus fyr mi holus, an elain foiwch a thaw, Far am faich mi moch ar stins iawn falchyn ach gawn Yn eilain o ys morwn Far am faich mi ffyr ogig ar eich moenyn yn jawn Sig ar eich snas al yn jorna Sgwr eich dorlwch sefawn Yn eilain o ys Elaine, you're a 